and welcome to episode 44 of Game of Wines, a Song of Ice and Fire podcast. I'm Olivia. I'm Gabby. I'm Chris. And today we will be discussing Catelyn Chapter 7 in A Game of Thrones, so make sure you have read that chapter before listening. Uh, so the news that we have today, it's nothing like new and super important, but um, apparently... I think it's pretty important. Okay. <laughs> I was very excited yeah. when I saw this. <laughs> so Jorah Mormont is now on Instagram. Wow. And Amelia Clark uh, celebrated it, obviously, <laughs> co-star. Um, Ian Glenn, if you want to follow him. Ian Glenn, yeah. yeah. Um, so she's celebrated by putting a bunch of selfies with him on there. And she wrote, the man, the myth, the legend, Ian Glenn, 60, has joined Instagram. She wrote, Khaleesi, my hero and my, my hero and my genuine for over a decade. My guide for over a decade. Please, Instaworld, show this man the loving he deserves. So. He also posted one with her, too. Yes. Yes, I saw that. So, there you go. Yeah. Okay, so, Martin message. We actually do have one. Um, It's because we waited long enough. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah. So, he... I'm sorry, I need to pull it up. So, it's kind of... Oh, my gosh. Where... There we go. Okay. So he kind of is just updating us on his life because he, uh, he was kind of not blogging for a while. So, um, he said he was on the road for 10 days to Evanston, Chicago, and Dubuque. It was the first time he left home in over a year, uh, over a year and a half since the start of the pandemic. Um, he went to Northwestern for the convocation for the graduates of the Metal School of Journalism, and there he was given an honorary doctorate. Hmm. Um, so then he went on to, like, speak for that, uh, graduation. Um, I think he's a graduate of that as well, Mm. of of Northwestern. Yeah. Because he said, Northwestern campus has changed a great deal since my days as a student. So has the city of Evanston. Um, Then he said, after Evanston, he spent a few days in Chicago. Um, He said he visited Greek town at the Greek islands where he first learned to love flaming cheese. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Opa. (laughs) Um, While in Chicago, he did an interview for the local PBS station. Um, and I did, I'll post these so that you guys can listen to them, but he did an interview, um, kind of on his HBO series, Game of Thrones, and how he got his beginnings as a writer. Um, there was some actually interesting stuff in there. He kind of goes on to say how he was upset at the ending and how it'll be different in his version and everything. So I'll, I'll post that article for you guys so you can click through the, through the, uh, videos. Then he went to the historic town of Galena, where he taught journalism at Clark College. Um, There he saw old friends, ate pizza, and took a Twilight Riverboat ride. Where? In Dubuque. Yeah. The historic town of Galena to Dubuque. Dubuque. Yes. That's where he was. He got back home June 23rd, um, and he said he has books to write. That's how he ends it. Yeah, you do. 
I feel like he has a lot of books to write, and he should start getting on that. One in particular. I think that's funny that he literally... I have books to write. He said, the woods were lovely, dark and deep, but I have promises to keep and books to write before I sleep. Mm, Nice rhyme. I know, right? I just noticed that rhyme. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm hoping that means something good for us, Game of Thronies. Probably doesn't. All right, so last episode, Ned finally woke up from his coma after being injured in a fight. Um, Robert and Cersei come to speak with him about Tyrion's capture by his wife, Catelyn, and Jamie fleeing the capital. Um, and then Robert ultimately forces Ned to stay in King's Landing and reclaim his position as Hand of the King. You ain't leaving. Yeah. <laughs> Staying here. <laughs> Today, all the way back up in the area, it's the day of Tyrion's trial by combat, and Catelyn tries to reason with Liza before it starts, but she doesn't want to hear it. Big surprise there. Mm-hmm. The trial goes through, and one victor comes out alive, which is normally how these things work. Trial by combat, yes. Yeah. yes. Obviously. How it's supposed to work. Yes. All right, so we're drinking. Oh my god, so sorry. Saint. What is it? Chateau Michel. There you go. Saint <laughs> Chateau Michel. <laughs> um, it's a Riesling from 2020. So. Oh, what a, a good year. Yep. Huh. It's a COVID wine. Literally. Goodness. Okay. So our 16th oh. wine roll comes in... Are you good? I just spilled She's just spilling it all over. Okay. Um, our 16th yeah. wine roll, it's going to come in three parts. So um, it says most wine is natural, most wine is also not natural. So the author says most wine is natural, meaning that it is fermented grape juice with no artificial flavorings or colorings. Hmm. But it's much more complicated than that. So... Modern winemaking involves fine-tuning and modifying the chemistry of wine in ways that can be artisan or industrial. So this might involve tweaking the acidity in wines by adding organic acids, and it also might involve adding yeasts or yeast nutrients to help with fermentation. Sulfur dioxide is also a routine part of winemaking, which is something we will talk about in a future rule. I'm going to try the wine before we start. Where are we? I'm about to start my part. You just spill it the rest of the way. If you, you could... Do you not have to pour it anymore? <laughs> yeah. Um, for those of you who didn't know, Gabby spilled a little bit, made a mess. But we're just going to top off the rest of our glass. So I'm trying to keep it from spilling. Yeah. We're celebrating. It's been a few weeks since we've all been back together. <laughs> it's fine. Okay. <laughs> keep going with your wine roll. Oh, no, I finished the wine roll. Oh. I'm just waiting so that we can uh, start the chapter. It's a lot of wine, you know? guys. An endless bottle. (laughs) It splashed. All right. Whoops. Now that we have our very full glasses of wine, yeah, I'm gonna try it first. That's a holiday pour. (laughs) That's good. I like it. Yeah. Do you like it? Yeah. Rieslings are usually dependable. Yeah. (laughs) Fair enough. Yeah. All right. So. It starts off, it says, Dawn is breaking at the Eerie and Catelyn is watching it. Um, It sounds absolutely beautiful. So the chapter says, The eastern sky was rose and gold as the sun broke over the Vale of Arryn. Catelyn Stark watched the carved stone of the balustrade outside her window. Before her, the world turned from black to indigo to green as Dawn crept across the fields and forests. Pale white mists rose off Alyssa's tears. 
where the ghost waters plunged over the shoulder of the mountain to begin their long tumble down the face of the giant's lance. Hmm. Catelyn could feel the faint touch of spray on her face. I thought yeah, that just sounded really pretty. So pretty. <laughs> um, I did look up what Alyssa's Tears was and how it got its name because I was curious. <laughs> and <laughs> it actually ended up being kind of a cool story, so I'm going to share that with you guys. So Alyssa's Tears is the waterfall in the Vale of Arryn. Um, so it says Alyssa Aaron was an ancient member of House Aaron. She saw her husband, her brothers, and all of her children butchered right before her eyes. But she never shed a single tear, never in her life. And so in death, the gods decree that she would not rest until her weeping watered the earth of the veil where her family is buried. Um, and so Alyssa died like 6,000 years ago. And still not a drop of the waterfall had ever reached the valley floor below. Um, yeah. It's kind of a sad story. It was, yeah. It's sad, yeah. <laughs> I thought you said it was a cool story. I thought it was interesting. I didn't say cool. I thought it was interesting, you know? Um, and then Caitlin kind of has a depressing thought, and she goes, um, How large will my waterfall be when I die? She's not in the Come best on, state Kat. of mind right now. Come on. You know? Wow. I mean... Come on. Get yeah. it together. Get it together, bro. It's a beautiful morning. <laughs> so um, then Sir Roderick Castle is going to catch Catelyn up on the recent news. He informs her that Jamie is gathering an army at Casterly Rock. Mm. He also says that Catelyn's brother sent riders to Casterly Rock to demand that Lord Tywin proclaim his intent, but he got no answer. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what that, like, proclaim intent for what. I think it's I think for war. war. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, What's too. What's your intent in forming an army? Why? Oh, that makes sense. And it's pretty okay. obvious why. Because of Tyrion, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so, and then he also says her brother has sent Lord Vance and Lord Piper to guard the pass below the Golden Tooth. He vows to you that he will yield no foot of Tully land without first watering it with Lannister blood. So he means to have hmm. war. Yeah. Whoa. Catelyn's brother. Yeah. What is he good for? <laughs> Want to continue your song? No. Okay. <laughs> uh, Catelyn is obviously in a bad mood and asks why Edmure is making all these demands when he is not the Lord of Riverrun. Her father is. Uh, she's questioning why the letter made no mention of Lord Hoster Tully. Um, she says her father must be very sick to give the defensive river run over to Edmure. <laughs> I think Edmure's hilarious. <laughs> why? He's just funny. I see the. I'm not. Try, I'm not giving anything away. But like the, the last scene. One. He's the funny one. Where of the show. Sansa's like, Uncle, sit down. Just stop talking. <laughs> just stop talking. Yeah, that's Edmure. <laughs> okay. Edmure's very funny. Uh, so Catelyn says she should have been woken immediately when the letter arrived, but Maester Coleman says that Liza thought it would be better for her to rest. Mm. Sir Roderick also informs Catelyn that Liza wishes to speak with her after Tyrion's trial by combat. <sighs> so then Catelyn was like, okay, if y'all don't see this, this trial's a joke, and asks if Liza is actually going to take this seriously and go through with it, because if so, so she's an idiot. Um, she says that Tyrion played her, and she is too dumb to realize it. She then says it was well past the time they should be here, and that she should be heading back to Winterfell. So she plans to take a ship from Gulltown as soon as she can. Catelyn's servants are addressing her, and she is hoping she can speak with Liza before the combat to try and change her mind. Mm. Catelyn says that Liza's policies change with her mood. Yep. <laughs> well, yeah. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. And then Mord came to tell Liza that Tyrion wishes to confess. I'm sorry, when Mord came to tell Liza that Tyrion wishes to confess, Catelyn tried to urge her to talk to Tyrion in private, but Liza insisted on a public show. Of course. Of course. <sighs> Catelyn walks to Liza's room where she sees her uncle Brendan storm out. He says, going to join the Fool's Festival? I'd tell you to slap some sense into your sister if I thought it would do any good, but you'd only bruise your hand. <laughs> mm. Which, yeah. Because Liza's a yeah. arrogant, Liza's stubborn, a, I just say I really like piece of work. I really yeah. like the Tullys. They're hilarious. They are. They are. All of them. Edmure, Brendan, they're all just very funny people. They kind of just say what's on their mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like it. Um... Catelyn starts to tell him about the letter from Edmure, but he already knew about it. Brennan had asked Liza for a thousand men to ride to River Run to aid in its defense. But, Liza said, the Vale cannot spare a thousand swords, nor even one. Uncle, you are the knight of the gate. Your place is here. So basically, like, forbidding him even to go help. So in response, again, you're going to love this, Chris. I know. He I tells know. Liza that he has resigned as the Knight of the Gate. There you go. And that he is leaving for River Run this evening. <laughs> so take... Second thought, I'll yeah. just quit. And I'm out. you can't do anything to me. Take that, Liza. <laughs> um, so Catelyn immediately gets concerned for him traveling alone. She urges him to come to Winterfell with her, and Winterfell would supply him with a thousand men. There you go. Brendan agrees to this and says he will wait for her below. Uh, and then Roderick and Catelyn enter Liza's room which opens up over a small garden that is scattered with statues and is the place where the duel will take place. Liza is holding court on the terrace surrounded by her knights with her son in a chair on an elevated platform and was being enter... I'm sorry. Her son was being entertained by a puppeteer. Well, she, I, could, she could have been entertained by him too. I know. I wrote that weird in the notes. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Liza looks up and obviously sees Catelyn and greets her with a kiss on the cheek. So it seems like she's in a... Good mood. Good mood. Yeah. Fake. Question mark? It's fake. Um, and Kat just gets right down to the business, business and asks, um, Liza, you cannot mean to go ahead with this folly. Alive, the imp has value. Dead, he is only food for crows. Um, and if his champion should prevail, prevail here, um, and Lord Hunter, one of Liza's knights, cuts her off and says there's a small chance of that. He says that Sir Vardis is a great fighter and that he will be quick about it. Hmm. We'll see about that. Right. Yeah. Um, so Catelyn says, but will he? She had seen Bronn fight, and it was no accident that he had survived the journey while the other men had died. Good point. Um, she had moved like a... I'm sorry. She said he had moved like a panther, and it seemed like his sword was a part of his arm. Good point. Yeah. He good. He's definitely... He's a very good fighter. Yes. Um, he's also a dirty fighter. He, well, yeah. It's... Bron. He fights real dirty. I was going to say, we saw both we of that. We haven't necessarily met him, yeah, like, a whole lot, but yeah. we haven't gotten to know him yet. How about that? Right. <laughs> um, Sir Wayne Wood chimes in and is literally just going, you're a lady, you know little You know little of these things. Any Knight of the Vale will be superior to Bron. So, you're a woman, shut up. Yeah. Yeah. Don't like that. Yeah. I just, okay. Catelyn's just like, okay, what? Like, literally how we're saying. Okay, whatever. Whatever. <laughs> like, shut up. Um, but then she brings up another point and says, Jamie and the Lannisters will not care if they gave um, Tyrion a trial by combat before killing him. Um, they'll still want revenge, mm-hmm. which is 100% true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, 
Corbray says that they should behead Tyrion and send him to Jamie as a warning, as a message. Okay. Um, Liza doesn't like that idea because she says um, her son wants to see the imp fly through the, ma- the moon door. Ugh. So they're literally just ar- kind of arguing over ways to kill him right now. Yeah, once he loses. Yeah. And I like how the excuse for Liza not beheading him is because of her son. Mm-hmm. Why can't you just behead him and then Ew. go through the moon door? So, Catelyn tries to reason with her yet again by saying, let re- let me remind you, Tyrion Lannister is my prisoner. Um, and Liza just replies, and I may remind you, the dwarf mur- murdered my lord husband. She wants to make him pay with this, her suitors and knights excuse herself. They're literally, she's got, she wants revenge. And they're, they're like, like okay. I'm out. Like, it's immediately obvious. There's literally no evidence yeah. of yeah. that. Um, when everyone had left, Roderick asked Catelyn if she thinks Tyrion actually murdered... Why am I struggling with the word murdered? Murder. 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 (laughs) Judas. No. Judas. (laughs) Oh, God. Sorry. Okay. So, Roderick's asking Catelyn if she believes that Tyrion killed Lord Aaron. Um, he's questioning this because Tyrion is obviously fiercely denying it. As he, I mean, we knew that. Mm-hmm. He's been denying it from the second he the was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Catelyn says she believes the Lannister murdered, the Lannisters murdered John. But that- okay. You're trying to say John Aaron? Yeah. That's you can say John Aaron. I know. But Same I person. Just, so say struggle. kill instead of Lord, and, or say kill instead of murder and John instead of Lord. There you go. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh god. Um, so Catelyn says that she believes that the Lannisters killed John Aaron, but she's unsure if it was Tyrion, Jamie, Cersei, or all of them. Yes. Which is I mean, a good point. They don't know they don't know what's going on. Right. Um Catelyn points out an inconsistency in her sister. Um, in the letter that Catelyn received from Liza, Liza had clearly pointed the blame at Cersei. But now she was adamant that Tyrion is the killer. Mm-hmm. So that's a little weird. Just because he's there. Yeah. Yeah. She's just going she for just the want, Lannister name. I was just going to say, she just wants to see a Lannister yeah. pay for this. And that was probably his person. <laughs> um, so. <laughs> um, anywho, um, Roderick admits that he could see Tyrion using poison, but then again, he could see Cersei using poison because it's a woman's weapon, which I'm pretty sure we've heard that before. Yes. Um, <laughs> who did, actually, who said it? Hmm? Probably who said Varys. That? Was it oh, Varys, Varys or Peter? Varys or Peter, yeah. Yeah. Peter, I think Peter said it. Yeah. He, um... Roderick says that he definitely thinks that Jamie is innocent of this because he's not the sort. That, oh, yeah, that's, he likes the sword. He um he, because he likes his sword too much. Yeah, he wants to see bloodshed. Yeah, he he's yeah. ready to fight. Yeah, like actual fighting. He wants which to see is blood. fair. Um, but then he kind of questions: Was it actually poison? Which, fair point. We also don't know. Um, <sighs> and Catelyn says, "How else could they make a?" How else could they make it look like a natural death? I mean, Which we, is, wait, we do know that it was poison. Varys has said it was. Yes, was but they, ha- they haven't don't. heard it. They oh, they don't know. Yeah, yeah, was, yeah. yeah but we know. We know. It but was Tears of Lees. We know that they know, but we don't know if they know that they know. You know? You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. 
Um, in the background, Robert Aaron shrieks in laughter. Um, <laughs> Catelyn looks over and says, the boy is utterly without discipline. He will never be strong enough to rule unless he's taken away from his mother for a time. Um, Roderick said that his father would have agreed with her. Um, he was planning on sending him to Dragonstone for fostering. Wow. Yeah. Can you imagine that Goodbye. for a second, though? Because, like, you heard how, like, um, the king's brother is. Hmm? Stannis. Stannis is at Dragonstone, right? Yeah. No, he's at Storm's End. Sorry. So he's... No. No, he's, he's at Dragonstone. No, he is at Dragonstone. This is an important part, though, because the next point is going to... Yes. Three for a loop. I was just saying he would really toughen Robert up. Yeah. Ooh, true. Um, Catelyn says, no, you're wrong. He was planning on sending him to Casterly Rock, and the arrangements were made after John's death without Liza's consent. Um, and Roderick starts to reply and say that Catelyn was wrong, but a bell rang loudly below them. Um, two guards were leading Tyrion Lannister to the center of the garden. So, can we back up for a minute? Mm-hmm. So, do you think that... Was it that Liza gave Catelyn incorrect information about the fostering thing? Maybe. Or, like, what do you think? Well, we know we know that King Robert had already said that the boy was supposed to go to Castle Rock to Tywin. Right. To have him be fostered there. Right. Because that seems like a common thing that people do. Just like yeah. how Robert and Ned were taken to the Eyrie mm-hmm. under John Aaron's care. Yeah. So but we I'm already wondering... know that Robert had said that. Yeah. So ro- that was Robert. Robert was the one who said that he was going to take little Robert to Castle Rock for Tywin to foster him. But I'm wondering why there's two different bits of information. Why it's conflicting. I'm thinking it's because she just didn't know where it was going to happen. Oh. Liza didn't know where the child was going to go. They had made the plans without her. Oh. So she didn't know that they were going to take him to Casterly Rock. Or maybe she did know, and that made her so mad because she already hates the Lannisters, so... That's what I'm wondering, is, like, she's trying to make it seem more like... They're taking him. Exactly. But it's not. It's, It's like a normal thing that... It looks like that's a normal thing that young men do. I'm just thinking that maybe that's giving... I think I'm, I'm like going off on a limb here, but I'm thinking that Liza's making this up and giving Catelyn the wrong information to make it seem more of a case mm-hmm. to kill the Lannisters, yeah, yeah, you know? Do you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. yeah, I agree. I was curious about that. Sorry, go ahead. That's okay. Um, so, Tyrion just entered the garden. Um, mm-hmm. So then the two champions emerge on opposite sides of the garden. Um, Sir Vardis... Egan? That's what I would say. Egan? Mm -hmm. Um, Liza's champion was heavily armored from head to toe, while Bronn, Tyrion's champion, wore only a shirt, a ringmail with leather, and a helmet. However, Bronn was taller than Vardis and had a longer reach, and to add to that, Bronn was also 15 years younger. Yup. You know what he came in to do. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So, Bronn and Vardis knelt facing each other with Tyrion in the middle of them. Um, the Septon took out the crystal, s- crystal sphere and lifted it above his head. Um, the Septon then asked the gods to look down and bear witness to find truth in this man's soul, to grant him life and freedom if he was innocent and death if he was guilty. Good, good shit. <laughs> they don't do that in the show. Yeah, no. You don't but see they're that. like trial by combat. As soon as the other person emerges, they're like... <laughs> 
Mm-hmm. Let's go. Well, this fight. whole scene. Well, and we're not just talk, this scene, but other ones too. I'm going to say, and th- this one in particular, this scene in particular, is completely different from the show. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk about that in next week's episode. Maesters. At Maesters Whispers. Yes. Yeah. So tune in next time. <laughs> <laughs> Shameless plug. Oh, God. Um, so he then lowered the sphere and left the middle of the garden. Um, and Tyrion leans over and whispers something in Bronn's ear, making him laugh before he was taken away. So he's joking. I can only imagine what that Yeah, was. I wonder yeah. what he said. I'd um, like to know. Yeah. <laughs> you got this. You got it. Kill him. It's going to be easy. If you don't kill him, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> um, yeah, that would be funny. That was, <laughs> geez. Ah. And he laughs at it. Yeah. All right. Um, Varnus was helped back up to his feet and given a shield. When they offered Bronn one, he spat and waved it away. I'm too good for that. Gangster. Yeah. <laughs> Varnus was then given a double-edged longsword. Um, Liza commented and said, I had that sword crafted for John in King's Landing. He wore it whenever he sat the Iron, throw, th- iron Throne in King Robert's place. Isn't it a lovely, lovely thing? I thought it only fitting that our champion average John avenge avenge John wow can I read (laughs) our champion avenge John with his own blade how thoughtful yeah I mean (laughs) I guess yeah wow um, Catelyn thought Vardis would have been more comfortable with his own blade but she definitely wasn't gonna say that out loud yeah um and then Robert Aaron Lord Commander and Protector of the Vale gave the command to begin the battle. Fight! I feel like it was more like, fight! This is a little fight. kid, right? True. Fight! He's and so the fight began! screams in the show, right? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Vardis brought up his heavy shield as Bronn turned to face him. Their swords clashed, then Bronn stepped back. Vardis came after him and tried to swing at him again, but Bronn backed up again. Out of his reach, Bronn kept moving and Vardis kept following, slashing his sword at Bronn. Kenley commented, he wants to make Sir Vardis chase him. The weight of armor and shield will tire even the strongest man. Mm-hmm. That's got to be true. As Catelyn watched the fight, she was reminded of a duel between Brandon Stark and Peter Baelish. Laugh. When <laughs> Brandon saw the limited armor Peter was wearing, he took off his own armor. That's pretty. Yeah. Peter had begged uh, for a favor. But her father had promised her to Brandon, so she had given the favor to Brandon. Catelyn had begged him not to kill Peter, and he agreed. The fight was ended quickly with a deep cut to Peter's ribs, (laughs) which Catelyn was sure was fatal. That was the last time she had actually seen Peter Peter, until King's Landing. Peter? Peter! (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I was just thinking because we watched Hook. Yeah. You, Peter? Oh, there you are, Peter. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> so, Catelyn's attention was brought back to the present, as should ours. Um, Catelyn noticed that Bronn was quicker and was tiring Vardis out. Oh, like she called it. Uh-huh. The fighting ended as quickly as it started when Bronn slipped behind a statue. Vardis lunged at where Bronn had been, only to hit his sword on the statue. I feel like that was just easy. He's just like, ah! Yeah. <laughs> Whoops! So and Bronn came out from behind the statue and cut Vladis, 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 Vladis. Vladis. <laughs> Are you, you just had a stroke? I so did, because there's the Vardis. Vardis's 
unshielded arm. That's a good blooper. <laughs> I kept saying it, and then it wasn't. It wasn't Can we just refer to him as Baddest? Baddest. Baddest. Well, he's about to be dead. <laughs> I don't know for a couple more. Oh, that was good. That's definitely staying in. I'm just letting you know. Oh, that was good. Vardis's unshielded arm. Oh. Brown stepped aside and cut Vardis again in the stomach. Done. Vardis tried to, to retaliate, but Bron slammed his sword aside and stepped away. He looked around for Bron when all of a sudden Bron came from behind and brought his sword down on his arm. I feel like Bron's just like, psych, psych, yeah. psych, ha, gotcha. He, well, he literally like went behind the statue and ch- he put his sword out like it was like, yeah, come and get it. <laughs> like, and then just came around and bop, <laughs> bop, bop. Three hits, done. <laughs> oh god <laughs> everyone watching could see that Vardis was losing I mean yeah Liza yelled out enough Sir Vardis finish him now my baby is growing tired okay your baby um okay. I, I'm everyone could see that he's losing and Liza's like would you just finish him like stop playing around you were really like not in the mindset right. um and hearing Liza's cry he got up and charged Bron Vardis crashed into Bron who caught himself and jerked back as Vardis was trying to slice his throat. <laughs> Too yeah. slow. This made Vardis fall, and a statue fell on top of him. Yep. And, and this is when Bron kicked away his shield, exposing himself to more injuries. While Vardis was pinned underneath the statue, Bron drove his sword under Vardis's arm and through his ribs. And with that, Vardis is Finn. Finn. Finite. Hmm. So Vardis died. Okay. <laughs> Bron had won, which means Tyrion is free. Woo! Oh God. That was so lame. <laughs> I enjoyed it. Oh God. Little Robert asks, "Is it over, Mother?" Eliza says, "Yes." Her voice cold and dead. That wasn't cold and dead. You had to do it again. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh. Robert said, can I make the little man fly now? And Tyrion, not this slow Wait, no. If For this, you have to do it in Tyrion's voice. I can't do it in Tyrion's voice. Do it in Tyrion's voice. Come on. You can do it. No. I I don't have it. Not this little man. This little man is going down into the turnip voice. Thank you very much. (laughs) Are we done with the voices? No. All right. Well, we are now. (laughs) Liza, Liza said, I presume, but she was cut off. Tyrion... I presume the house Aaron remembers its own words as high as honor. Robert then says, You promised I could make him fly, he screamed at his mother. Wow. Liza said, Gods have seen fit to proclaim him innocent, child. We have no choice but to free him. She then commanded her guards to make to take Tyrion away and escort him to the bloody gate and let him go. She also told them to make sure that Sure that they have horses and enough supplies to make it to the Trident and to return all their belongings to them. They will need it. They will need it on the high road. Hmm. I felt like that's just so, so like a backhanded. It is. Right? Like, yeah. like because, we're going to kill you on the high road. Well, no, because Liza knows what they had to go through on that road to get there. They yeah. were attacked many times True, by the. But it also seems like she's going to send someone to attack him again. Hill tribes. Hill tribes, thank you. Tyrion and Catelyn noticed that Liza faintly smiled when she said the high road. See? Told you. I know. I just agreed with you. Well, this is where they got ambushed on their way to the Vale, like you said. I know. Liza knew that they would be in trouble taking the high road alone. 
And with that, Tyrion says, As you command, my lady, and bows to her. Which is pretty, like a... It's like a middle finger, but not as, you know. Yeah. It's just, I feel like she wanted some sort of satisfaction, and that's all she could get well, at the moment. She wanted him dead. Yeah. yeah. And he didn't die. Well, ha, huh, you're going to well, have a hard yeah. time traveling back home. <laughs> <laughs> so many words. Uh, so our questions that we have for you guys. Uh, why won't Liza listen to Catelyn's reasoning? So many reasons. Yeah. Because I mean, it's Liza? She's, un- I, I think at this point, she's just unstable. Yes. At, the, at and this I know, point? Well, well, obviously. <laughs> For a while. She's been unstable. <laughs> but yeah. like, but you know, like, I feel bad when other people are like, you know, she's crazy. She's insane. She's. But she kind of is. is, though. Yeah. Yeah. She just went way off the rocker. Yeah. I think that she's sitting on her high horse right now. And so she doesn't, no one can tell her that she's wrong. Because she, like, sees it as she's ruining, ru- ruling her own kingdom. Mm-hmm. So, she almost sees herself as, like, the same level as Robert. Not yeah. her son. Yeah. King Robert. So, mm-hmm. and the point of, like... This is my... I'm not wrong. Yeah. I'm infallible. Right. Basically. Um, so, the second question is, why did Liza change who she suspected killed her husband? Because, I we said it, I think she just yeah. wants a Lannister dead... I think she knows more than she's letting on. Mm. 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 Do you know what I'm saying? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I think she know. I think she has more information. Yeah, because she and knows the truth about what happened more than stories. she's letting on to Catelyn. Like she tells stories, you know. She yeah. just wants it to fit her narrative. Exactly. That's what I mean. How she's feeling now. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that's why I think she just will change it to whatever fits her narrative at the time. Mm-hmm. So, if that means tomorrow it's Tywin, then it's Tywin. Tywin was never even in King's Landing, but hey, Tywin killed my husband, you know? Right. As long as it's a Lannister, as long as it checks the boxes of what she's feeling at that time, then yeah. Mm-hmm. So, the last one is, um, how do you think Tyrion will do traveling the high road alone? I don't think he'll be alone. Yeah. I don't either, but... If he was, it. if he was actually truly alone, I don't think he would make it that far. I think he got his boy Bronn with him. Yeah, but if he didn't, if he was actually truly alone. Oh, if he was truly alone. Yeah. Mm. I don't think, I think he'd make he'd it that far. No. Well, yeah. But he does have a gift with like talking his way out of things. But yeah. If he doesn't speak what the hill tribes speak, then he's screwed. True. But I think that um, also the money was a thing, but he gave that all away. So. Yeah. To yeah. Morg. Yeah. yeah. Now Morg's a rich man. Good for you, Mord. The Lannister always pays their debts. Yep. So, answer those questions, what you guys think. Um, and we'll talk about them next time. All right. And then our Tyrion tidbit. Um, it's easy to confuse what is with what ought to be, especially when what is worked has worked. What is has worked out in your favor. Yep. Damn. Truth. All right, make sure you guys follow us on all of our social media. On Facebook, we have a Facebook page called Game of Wines, a Song of Ice and Fire podcast. And we also have a Facebook group called Game of Wines podcast group. You can also follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Game of Wines 1 or on YouTube at Game of Wines podcast. That is it for this week's episode of Game of Wines. Next episode, we will be discussing John Chapter 5. So make sure you read that chapter before next episode. Thanks for listening.